0: Bird. Thank you, Chewbacca. Parents, we've traveled from the swamps of Dagobah... Hey, where are you? Help you again! ...to the battlefields of the ice planet <laughs> Oh, my! Now from Star Wars and The Empire Strikes Back comes Kenan's Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back collection. A toy universe of heroes, villains, fantastic space vehicles, and far-away galaxies. Oh! I was just getting to that. These are action figures. 47 in all. Fantastic. Look, it's At At. All terrain armored transport. Easy, Chewbacca. Here's Dago Training grounds for Master Luke. That's Slave One with Frozen hand Solo. And this is Pop Wampa, the snow beast with Tonton. From the Ice Planet. Remember, there's only one Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back collection from Kenna. And here are we Go. Good
1: evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment.
0: I told you already, I'm going to kill you. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. That's not how the Force works. Very small man can cast a very large shadow. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy.
2: most impressive. You're on The Sith List. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 86 of The Sith List. I'm your host, Araj dula and my co-host for this evening's crazy podcast flying through the galaxy of geekdom adventure, the young, the restless, Carlos Buarguello, the man that brings us all the comic book knowledge, drops us. Some crazy breakdowns of Infinity Wars last week that people are still talking about. <laughs> the man that we filled in his hole. Oh wow! And it's now, closed up. Now wow! Yeah. What'd you say? It's closed up. The his thing. hole is
1: completely closed oh, up. Healed.
2: Less is more. Gonzalez oh. is crunch, crunch <laughs> out. <laughs> the man we call the hair. The man that can just. Play a guitar solo, like no other. Have you heard of David Gilmour? Hmm. I haven't, because I've heard of Eric Struthers. The man—I said your name already, so why am I going to go through this whole thing? That's all
1: right, <laughs> dude. I can't—I got nothing on Gilmour, man. The—that <laughs> guy, his phrasing is impeccable. It's like he's singing to your soul with his guitar.
2: He is amazing. Okay, here's the thing: your favorite, your favorite Pink Floyd. David Gilmour's solo. Is it Comfortably Numb? Oh,
1: it, well, it's Comfortably Numb, but is it the first one or the second one? There's Because the first solo is the slow, melodic solo... And the outro solo is the burn your face down solo. Uh, That's hard because I like them both for different reasons. Gotcha. Gotcha.
2: He is amazing. And I got to see David Gilmore live. Two nights in a row at the Rose Bowl when Pink Floyd played back in 1994. Nice. It was it was without Roger Waters, but I didn't care. <laughs> I was always more of a Gilmore fan than a Waters fan anyways. Here we go. Here come the text. Bah. Roger Waters hater. I'm not hating Roger Waters. I saw him live on his own. Love the guy too. How you guys doing? Good. Yeah? You're good, yeah. Boo? You doing all right? Doing all right. Less is more crunch crunches. Gonzalez is the hole that's been filled up. How the hell are you? <laughs> Doing my thing. Just rolling along. We good. Eric Struthers, how are the gigs? I'm great. How's life in everything lane?
1: Everything's good, man. My uh my wife was feeling a little under the weather, and now my voice sounds all crappy. I'm like, hey, thanks. You're, that's great. It's good passed, good times. She
2: passed the virus to
1: you? Apparently. I'm sorry to hear that. I'm sorry
2: to hear you're under the weather. I'm going to treat you a lot nicer in this podcast
1: then. <laughs> lies. No, I will Just watch. Just watch. Just watch. I appreciate that. Sorry I was taking a drink of water and trying not to let it like do a spit take, you know?
2: <laughs> People, we are part of an amazing podcast network. It is the Making Star Wars Podcast Network with a great podcasts such as Rogue One, a Star Wars podcast for winners, Blue Harvest, Steel Wars, Rebel Girl, The Cantina Cast, Idiots Array, parkin up Shelf, Podcast2187, The Cargo Hold, and Fingered with Randy and Jason, so check those out. You can find us on Twitter at the Sith List, Boo. At the Sith List, Boo. Less is more. At Less Is More 78. And The Hair. At Eric Strathers. You can also find us on Instagram, the Sith List, Facebook, the Sith List, email thesithlist at gmail.com, and we have a geeked out hotline, 70765-Geek1. That's 707-654-3351. Leave us a line. Tell us what you think about life in general, and we will play it here. You can also find our swag on T Public. We're on Spotify. Do all of that stuff. We really appreciate everything you do. Bless your hearts. This is going to be a little bit different podcast today, guys, because we're recording this way before you guys are hearing it. Because I am flying on a jet and getting out of the country. So we are recording this so we can get a podcast out. So we won't miss a week. Because we haven't missed a week. This entire Sithless run. And I'm not starting this time. So we are going to do something a little bit differently because we're not in the future. So we don't know exactly what's going down with Star Wars. Hopefully, there's not this like crazy ass Star Wars news that comes out while we're gone. Because then you're going to be listening to this and going, why the hell didn't <laughs> you talk about episode nine and Zach Efron being in it? Oh. <laughs> don't scare people like that. Don't yeah. do that. But we are still going to talk a little Star Wars, and I think we're going to talk about it right now. But we're going to do something different. Like I said, we're going to ask some questions. Eric, you have any questions for us
1: this time? I do.
2: About Star I do, Wars man. in general.
1: I do. And this one is not something that you probably hear a lot because everybody says, hey, let's rank the movies. Let's do this and let's do that but what would you consider to be your least favorite of all the Star Wars films, uh, spinoff, quote-unquote spinoff, or saga films? I'll go first. Least favorite spinoff
2: or saga films. Okay. Least favorite, Phantom Menace. And the reason being is I thought... Ah, it's a hard one again because Phantom Menace has some amazing, great shots in it and great scenes that I love. Some, some of the scenes that I, I've said before that I've loved, I love more than any other Star Wars film. You know, the Darth Maul scene with Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon is so amazing. The music is amazing. But I just can't get over the dialogue. Mm -hmm. And I I hate to say this because people are going to get on me. But Jar Jar just fucking ruins the the film. Murders the movie for me. So I would say, Phantom.
3: How about you, Boo? It would either have to be between The Phantom Menace or Return of the Jedi.
2: Jedi, wow.
3: Yeah, because those fucking Ewoks, they just... I'm sitting there like come on what is what is happening here you know i'm just like this is what is what is what am i what am i watching kind of thing and then it cuts away i'm like okay the movie gets better and then they go back i'm like fuck but yeah it would have to be uh the phantom menace yeah i'd have to agree with you completely on all, and that's, all your points that's, that's
2: interesting because you grew up with that
3: i did i did yeah that, that was my first like uh my first like oh this is my star wars kind of feel yeah, yeah. that that kind of thing yeah but yeah uh Yeah, yeah, it would have to be the Phantom Menace. Yeah, okay, less.
4: Yeah, I think we're in in agreement. It'll it'll be (laughs) the the Phantom 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 Menace all the
0: way
2: around. (laughs) Excuse me.
4: Yeah, I have a feeling that Eric is is not going to pick Phantom Phantom Menace.
2: Disapproved. Yeah,
4: I liked it. I mean, it was it was cool. But yeah, don't get me wrong. I liked it too. I won't be rushing to see it again. So if if Revenge of the Sith is on, I'll actually stop whatever I'm doing and watch it. At no matter what point it's on, I'll watch the whole thing. Yeah, me too. Uh, same goes for Clone Wars and mm-hmm. Clone much, Wars, the cartoons. I mean, Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Sorry, forgive me, everyone. No, no. <laughs> Adam, please, please Adam. at me and help me out, guide Shame. me on my Star Wars journey. But yeah, if, if any of them, but Phantom Menace, it'll be like, um, I'll just wait till the final lightsaber duel <laughs> and just go do whatever and then come back and like watch it. Yeah, it just doesn't. The concept, the idea, everything's cool to see young Anakin and to see what the base is to go forward as a Star Wars in into all the things we know and love, but no. Just, just no. Just no.
1: How about you, Eric? I'm going to have to go with Attack of the Clones. Wow. And, well, here's the deal. Like, I'm one of those guys where my tendency is to find what I like about stuff that I like. So I genuinely, for the most part, enjoy watching all of the movies, some more than others, but there's just things about Attack of the Clones that, I don't know, the whole Droid Factory thing, the just some of the dialogue, and it's like I liked where it was trying to go. It's just the route it took to get there. I I don't know. There's just things about it I didn't like, and a lot of the comedy in it. Wasn't my favorite. But, you know, the Phantom Menace it has. There's several good things about it. And as a matter of fact, there's several good things about Attack of the Clones. But since I'm hard pressed to pick, that's what I'll say Attack of the Clones.
2: Okay. Okay. Is there a certain. Is there one specific, like, thing that draws you away from Attack of the Clones or that makes you not like it? Like, we picked Jar Jar. It's,
1: it's the Droid Factory.
2: The Droid Factory, like you said. Sequest.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's. It's, to me, it very much looks in my head like how they filmed it, where they're just on a green screen jumping around and then everything was animated around it. And that's what yeah. the sequence looks like to me, too. So, Right, right. But okay. I don't hate it. So kind of on the on the like a similar hand as that what is your favorite animation moment in Star Wars, you know, specific episode of Rebels, Clone oh, Wars, whatever. Good
2: question. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. I'll, see, I have di- different ones. I think in Clone Wars, when Ahsoka left Anakin, that scene and her walking away was a beautiful, beautiful scene.
0: Why are you doing this? The council didn't trust me. So, how can I trust myself? What about me?
3: I believed in you. I stood by you.
0: I know you believe in me, Anakin. And I'm grateful for that. But this isn't about you. I can't stay here any longer. Not now.
3: The Jedi Order is your life. You can't just throw it away like this.
0: Ahsoka, you are making a mistake. Maybe. But I have to sort this out on my own. Without the Council, and without you.
2: I think just that scene in its entirety, the dialogue and everything was great. My favorite visual scene in Star Wars animation would be Maul versus Obi-Wan and this the samurai showdown kind of thing. I think that was just awesome.
0: Look what has become of you, a rat in the desert. Look what I have risen above. I have come to kill you, but... Perhaps it's worse to leave you here, festering in your squalor. If you define yourself by your power to take life, the desire to dominate, to possess, then you have nothing.
2: And what do you have? That's beautiful. So that would be mine. Yeah, I
1: love that
5: too.
3: Yeah, I have one. I have one, uh, but it's for the Clone Wars mini series.
2: Oh, the original one.
3: Yeah. That Oh, was- shit. oh wow oh,
2: shit. That's old school, bro. Yeah,
3: no, that that was one of my favorite things. That was uh Star Wars related. It would have to be either they both involve General Grievous, where you actually see him kidnap uh Palpatine. You actually see him kidnap Palpatine, or when you see Grievous for the first time, and that's when he, he uh, kills his well not his first, but you actually see him fight Jedi, and the fear that they have from what they're fighting, what they're seeing, is is pretty cool. It would probably have to be the
1: kidnapping scene.
0: You're mine, old man.
1: I'm not afraid of you.
0: You wouldn't dare harm the Supreme Chancellor of the Republic. Whatever would your masters say. You are lucky they want you alive chancellor
1: Shakti, my dear
0: you've come to rescue me ah! you're tired jedi
4: you won't be needing this i've got something else for you
2: wow that's very cool i remember that that was crazy i wasn't a huge fan of the animation I mm-hmm. like, but i did i did like the storytelling that's set it all up. Yeah, that's my
3: favorite animation that Star Wars has used. Really? You I, like that setup? Yeah, I I've I've never liked
4: Rebels or the Clone Wars animation. How about you, Les? I'm gonna jump on your Obi Wan Darth Ball. Yeah, that was pretty amazing, huh? Just him hanging out at the fire and all of a sudden the little you know, him just all catching feeling sensing it and then Alright, here we go. This is it. This is, you know, a few years in the making and even though it was over fat like it wasn't too much of a duel, it was quickly Ended.
0: Tell me, is it the chosen one? He is. He will
4: avenge us. That's pretty much how it should have ended. Was as fast as it should. And we really don't see him striking him. No, but just to know. Okay, Obi Wan has perfected and changed so much. and Maul has been driven by hatred to the tune basically he's just the same guy just with mechanical legs it's like ultimately for me i think he's foreshadowing as far as like things like the last jedi when he says when he senses luke and he goes that he will avenge us all like this whole sith and dark side of the force and this light side of the force has done so much it's almost i mean i hate to say it it's almost like religion has sparked so many wars and so much fanaticism and so much conflict and You know, there's always two sides of it and some of it's extremely destructive for him to say that and realize, look, I've killed, I've, I've been killed twice. Hopefully this thing will, he will end everything for us. Right. How about you, Struthers? Which one's your favorite, my man?
1: Well, as far as absolute visuals, I would probably have to say either, and they're both in Rebels, would be. The mall, and Obi-Wan Showdown or where Ahsoka faces Vader.
0: It was foretold that you would be here. Our long-awaited meeting has come at last. I'm glad I gave you something to look forward to. We need not be adversaries. The Emperor will show you mercy if you tell me where the remaining Jedi can be found. There are no Jedi. You and your inquisitors have seen to that. Perhaps this child will confess what you will not. I was beginning to believe I knew who you were behind that mask. But it's impossible. My master could never be as vile as you. Anakin Skywalker was weak. I destroyed him. Then I will avenge his death. Revenge is not the Jedi way. I am no Jedi.
1: And if, just from like an emotional standpoint, probably my two favorite parts of any of the animation are in Clone Wars, the entire arc of Ahsoka being falsely you know, accused of a crime she didn't commit, that whole bit, and then leaving the Jedi Order. And then also in Rebels where she she meets Vader, those two man they they the way they go hand in hand is really cool. Yeah, really cool. They address that really well. The the writing for that whole arc was just great. Absolutely, man. Yeah. So speaking of animation, I know it's really kind of tough. You know, we just came off the end of Rebels, and we're not really sure what is what they're gonna do next. I don't think there's, I have not heard anything reliable at all that I think it's more of basically the question I'm getting ready to ask. Not what do you think they're going to do, but what would you want out of a new Star Wars animated series? Oh, wow. that's a good one. Okay.
2: I definitely want, well, let's talk about demographics. I definitely want it to be a notch above the kids demographics, meaning I want it to be how the last two episodes of Rebels was. I want the entirety of the series to be in that level. Just the content to be a little bit more adult, anywhere from teenage, right, 13 to 40 or 50, as they say, whatever the demographics is. So that would be the style I would want it. I would want the animation to look different. And then what would I want content-wise? I was thinking maybe Knights of the Old Republic, but I think that's what's going to be for the <laughs> for the next trilogy, the mm. movies. And then I was thinking Underworld, but I think the Underworld is going to be what John Favreau is going to be doing with a live action series. Those are just my opinions. Do I want more Jedi or do I want more like Resistance? You know what? I I like to see how the Resistance pretty much formed. Mm. After Bloodline, when I read Bloodline and you see how Leia started it. At the very end of the book she gathers everybody and that starts the Resistance. I want to see it from then on up to what we see in The Force Awakens. Mm -hmm. We'll see how Poe became such a great fighter pilot. For me, I would love to
3: see a Republic Commando series where where it centers on maybe like a squad of Commandos or just one where they'll pop in different Jedi every now and then. Maybe they could be like an elite ops kind of group where you know, a certain Jedi needs them for a certain situation or something else like that. I think that'd be a good way to show different parts of the Clone Wars when they're happening, different areas, have different characters that aren't extremely important or expensive to have in there and then maybe have like a a, a portion of it uh when they actually turn into the Empire where they, half of their group, you know, is okay with Order 66, the other half isn't, you know, and have that as like a, like a, like a changing point for the whole series or something like that. And also, no kids. I understand it's an animated show. You want kids to relate? Fuck them. This is, this, this has got to be a little bit more adult. I, I get it. you but, just say fuck them? Yes, yeah, I said, fuck the kids.
0: I believe the children are our future. Teach them well and let them lead the way. Show them all the beauty they possess inside.
3: Fuck the kids. Yeah, this this whole relations thing. I'm, I I understand why, but I'm like, come on, you know. I I I I want more of a of an adult Star Wars kind of thing. I understand it's for twelve year olds, but just a little bit more would be beneficial. The animation wise, as as long as the content is is really solid, I I could pretty much deal with
2: anything. But yeah, yeah, you know, that that's something that I would want. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, what's you last? What are you thinking about animation wise? Do you want, it? oh, how about this? How about, you know what you would love? A manga or an anime version of Star Wars. How cool would that be? Truthfully,
4: don't get mad at me. I'm just here for the ride, man. I really don't have a preference of what, I mean, maybe maybe we could see something from the Empire side. Maybe, ah, uh, no, because then they'd just be like bumbling idiots being <laughs> defeated left and right. <laughs> right? I mean, it'd be like Those Hogan's rebels. Heroes.
2: I want to see the Stormtroopers training. Like why do they suck so bad? Would it would it be like
4: uh, I mean, honestly though, would it be like Hogan's heroes and they're like Yeah, it could be a comedy. <laughs> it's like Colonel Clink, but it, it right. just I don't know. I mean I that for me, I would love to see something from the Empire side. What are you thinking, Eric?
1: I would like to see what Luke Skywalker's up to post Return of the Jedi, like as he's you know, learning oh. about the Jedi Order ed. Because I w I don't think I would want to see that in a live action movie because you would have to recast Luke Skywalker to do it. And I don't know, man, that's just not what I want. In a book or in a comic, It just you wouldn't be able to have as involved storylines that you would be able to in an animated series. And I think that you could kind of get into some of the fantastical that would go along with that as he learns about the Force and the, the way he obviously did with how The Last Jedi was, and pull that off animation wise.
2: That would be kind of cool. Okay, yeah, that's cool. Those are good those are good little questions, man.
1: Well, cool, man. You know, we're going to wait until once you get back, by then the home release, the physical media will be out for the last Jedi and we can break down the the deleted scenes and the it will the director's commentary and then also the feature length documentary, The Director and the Jedi. We can talk about that because that is really something, man. So
2: I I don't want to freak anyone out, but I think we just made a Star Wars movie. Action!
0: I just have one goal, which is to make the most powerful Star Wars movie I possibly can.
4: Once we decided that we were making Star Wars movies, he was one
0: of the people that I was immediately interested in.
4: Ah. I looked into his eyes and I saw conflict.
0: You have to lay down all your chips in front of a lot of really good poker players. I trust him, I
4: have to trust him.
0: Feels really nice
2: to put Luke Skywalker in front of a camera.
0: I think it's just beginning to dawn the sheer scope of this project, which is enormous. Beautiful, good, good, good.
4: It's really House of Cards. Everything needs to be like so perfect, you
0: know, to get it done. I got really scared.
4: Every single decision is personal
0: to him. The best shot at making something good is to come into it and
2: trust my guts, you know.
4: It's nice, oh, right? Yeah. You like it? I
0: love it, man.
2: Oh, I can't wait to see that, man. I, I haven't seen it yet. I'm, I'm holding it. I'm saving it. I might watch it on my plane flight. That's not. That might not be a bad idea. Yeah. And then we'll come back and we'll just break the shit. That'd be, that'd be a fun episode. And we, we got some great guests coming up in the near future. We're going to have a good little run with a Sith list. Let's get into some other stuff, some random stuff, mm-hmm. some random schmiels. you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's, oh, let's talk about this first. I heard that Deadpool, we've had, we've had some rumblings. Mm. We've had some Han Solo-esque rumblings Uh-oh. about Deadpool There's Josh Brolin recently uh, was interviewed, and he said that he, they had to go back and do a ton of reshoots. And I know reshoots are norm- Mm-hmm. Now, for every single movie, but the rumblings are that the final product, Variety actually put this out there, that it was not what they expected, and they were not happy. Studio heads were not happy with uh, what they saw. So that's a little alarming. A little bit,
3: a little bit. Yeah, because a lot of people are looking forward to. To some people, this is their top movie of the entire year.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Ouch! Is the the greatest? The biggest? The highest grossing rated R film in history. Yeah. Would be Deadpool. Did you get to catch Deadpool, Eric?
1: Yeah, man. Loved it. Loved it, man. My wife and I went to see it in the the like the like the discount theater maybe two weeks before the home release. Oh, cool. It, it was hilarious because, you know, with Shoop at the end, that was her jam. And I was begging her, like, none of these people here know us. Go up there in front of the screen and, like, sing the whole song. Oh, yeah, me. that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so would. But yeah, I man, we loved it. Oh, that's fantastic. That's very cool. So yeah, there's, the, there's
2: that news. There's also some news out of the comic book world, movie world, that Jeffrey Dean Morgan is kind of pushing to play Thomas Wayne
0: <laughs>
2: in the Flashpoint film.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, as you all know, if Flashpoint happens, things get recalibrated for the superheroes and their characters, and they ask them, and this is what he said about that whole situation. We'll see. I mean, look, DC is DC, and they'll figure it out. What they're going to do next, I have no idea. But I'm highly aware of the character. I will say that, and probably be a thrill of a lifetime to put on a bat suit.
1: But now I've learned that there's some comic series where Thomas Wayne is a Batman, like a Batman dad, Batman or something. Yeah. Are you going to a be? paradox universe. Batman. A Flashpoint Batman. In the Flash movie.
0: I, mean, I, just, I don't know anything. You no, don't know that, anything. No, I
1: don't. You would know if you weren't playing him, right? Why? I, I, I don't. Know. Uh, 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 I, I really, I don't know anything. You know, the DC has a lot of things. Oh, so you own. are working with DC?
5: I've worked with DC.
3: Oh yeah. yeah. I did okay. that Superman, Batman thing. I oh. was in Watchmen.
0: Uh-huh. Okay.
4: You and will then, confirm that you were in Watchmen. I wasn't Watchmen. Okay, all right. Matter of fact, you showed the very first picture of me as a comedian. That's on, right. On this show you have you've done a lot of work for me. Listen, BD I read DC, that Jeff Watchmen Torgan universe. Those
1: graphic novels on the toilet a million times yeah, over. Yeah,
0: yeah, me too. Yeah. Still
1: well, okay. So this, I think we got a little something out of
4: you. You That's really?
0: Something. You didn't. Uh, I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Okay. All right. Nada.
1: Nothing.
2: You can do it. You can pull mm-hmm. it off. I mm-hmm. think you can pull off. Oh yeah. Speaking of pulling things off, uh uh-uh. oh. People are talking about Scott Eastwood being the next Wolverine. I do not, do not see it, man. Mm-mm, me neither. I agree. I, I do
4: not see what he's they're too talking good about. looking. Yeah, he's, he doesn't. I want a brawler looking mm-hmm. Wolverine. If you're gonna recast Wolverine, I'm gonna say this now. I've seen renderings of Luke Evans as Wolverine, Luke and that's Evans. Gaston. You're
2: telling me Gaston? Is Wolverine. I'm telling you
4: Gaston from Beauty and the Beast. He has a brawler. Like he looks like he could. Handle some punches and throw some punches.
1: How about Eric Struthers is Wolverine? <laughs> uh, yeah, that'd be great. That's my <laughs> I, guy. I can that's, see it. I can see one with long hair.
4: Uh, I'd throw like long Luke hair Evans Struthers there Wolverine.
2: For sure. So Luke Evans, you're saying?
4: Yeah. Wait, how tall are you, Struthers? Six foot. Too tall. <laughs> that's a bit too tall. Yeah. yeah but, well, Hugh Jackman was like 6'5", right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah Jackman he's pulled he's it he's off. They moments. never actually made him short.
3: That's the funny thing. Everybody's like, yeah, that's, that's a little ridiculous. Because Wolverine be is actually like, five
2: three <laughs> yeah he's tiny he's he's and, then, and, and, then, and, and Scott eastwood's not tall so that's why a lot of people dude, are he's too he's too good looking yeah i think i think luke evans might be i've only
3: seen him as a good looking dude so i would have to see him i be think it's because he has gruff. the natural
4: nice. the natural sideburns that wolverine has but, but I, I, I need to see uh, him a little bit more gruff and and rough and tumble to what? for dude, what that's, you see that's, I, I Shaw from see fast see and the furious man that's your boy
3: uh, That's see, your boy. He's, he's still too much of a pretty
4: boy. Well, like, if
2: he's Gaston, that means they picked him out to be a pretty boy. That's no, they saying. picked him out
4: to be a douche
2: who's pretty. No,
4: Gaston. He he's was just a, a typical is a douche. A handsome man. He yeah. is a no, handsome he's man. a brutish handsome man. Meaning right. he had the like cleft chin and the broad look. But Wolverine can again. You're describing your ex Struthers.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: but they could bring him down and turn him into a brawler because Wolverine's not a heartthrob. No, absolutely, and not. I don't think but, Luke Evans is a heartthrob either. But Scott like Eastwood. Shaves, yeah.
2: How about if we would have told you that Hugh Jackman was going to be Wolverine before we knew him? He's Nobody a good-looking he dude that's yeah. six
4: something, and he pulled it off like a champ. I don't. I don't well, Hugh Jackman, yeah, but they're not giving yeah. Hugh Jackman the like. That's the thing; he doesn't get the heartthrob roles, is what I'm saying. Scott Eastwood has been in a couple of films where he's the cute guy, like the good-looking guy. So it's like, for me, I just think. Give Jason Statham the role, man.
2: Ooh, Jason Statham. Is no,
4: old, right? it's an interesting one, and
2: they're gonna have to pick one soon because that character is probably gonna be coming up one way or the other. Disney or, or I don't know. They have that, or, or unless they make the X twenty three
3: film,
4: which yeah. is very possible,
3: or just bring Hugh Jackman back, <laughs> or,
4: or just which bring that Jackman can back. they can do that because apparently, like I said before, and King Tom will back me up. The old Man Logan and Logan are running around in the mm-hmm. in the books right now together, so <laughs> you have two versions of the same person. Weird. Is that what's happening? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, shit.
2: Well, this is something interesting. Nicolas Cage
4: is oh. in the news. Oh. Is
2: Nicolas Cage again? will finally be Superman. Oh. He gets <laughs> his dream.
0: <laughs> yes, he does.
2: This comes from the USA Today. It seems that Nicolas Cage will finally don the cape and become the Man of Steel. Oh man. Cage has been cast as Superman in Teen Titans Go to the Movies. Wait, 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 wait. What?
3: He's the an fuck? animated
2: voice. He's the animated oh, Superman. Oh, okay. he'll join fellow new additions okay. Halsey as Wonder Woman and Little Yachi as Green it's Lantern. Little Yachi. No, I call it Yachi, okay? Don't say it's, it's Yachi. Little Yachi as Green Lantern. Cage has been a longtime Superman fan. And was even attached to the star in the live action Superman live project that Tim Burton made a while back that never got anywhere. Kevin Smith wrote. Kevin Smith wrote. That's right.
3: So, so he's going to be in the booth, the mic in front of him. He's going to have the suit on. I'll guarantee he'll have the suit yeah. on. He'll, he'll bring out that Weco. suit that they made for him. Yeah. yeah especially that he, that prototype. And he'll wear that thing and just stand there like. So, so they're going <sighs> to tell him, you know, you don't need to wear the suit. He's like, I'm wearing the suit. Cage
4: is crazy. He's, he's yeah. method all the way. He's like, yeah. the suit helps.
2: <laughs>
1: the knows <suit elves. laughs> Cage is like
2: really big in like Asia I think Huh? Keanu like Reeves is big in Asia he's big in Japan that's funny that's
4: the John Woo that's face-off for you that is face-off alright movie. so, that
2: movie's not bad
4: what face-off yeah the more I watch it though the more I go all oh, the John Woo trademarks are all over that <laughs> it's <is> so awesome <laughs> alright we got a voicemail from Neil from
2: Chicago And let's listen to what our man, Neil, has to say.
5: Hey, what's up, listeners? It's your boy, Neil, from Chicago. Uh, Just giving you a call. Holy crap, I just saw the uh, second Infinity War trailer, and good God, this movie looks truly even more amazing than it did before. I mean, so many good things to mention. Uh, First of all, I mean, the comedy between Star-Lord and Iron Man right there, I mean, that's pure gold, and I can only think it'll be even better when uh, Peter Parker gets involved in that. And, I mean, just all the shots and all the graphics and the landscapes and everything just looks truly amazing. So I did have a question, though, and hopefully you guys can uh, give me your opinion when you play this, but I'm really wondering who you guys think is going to stay permanently dead in this. Um, Based on what we've seen, I, I really think... Loki and Hawkeye are definitely completely done and are not coming back. And Cap uh, may even die temporarily. But I just wanted to see who you think, uh, will be done permanently. But, uh, to end this, I did want to leave you with something, uh, called DC's Downfall that I, uh, wrote. And here it goes. There was an idea to make a group of remarkable movies to see if we could make something more. That DC could never achieve. In time, you will know what it's like to lose. Feel so desperately that you are right. Yet to fail all the movies the same. Dread it. Run from it. Infinity war still arrives. Evacuate the houses. Engage the theaters. And get this movie an Oscar. Fun isn't something one considers when wrecking the competition. But this does put a smile on my face. All right, guys. Talk
2: to you soon. Bye. Neil, wow. That was pretty fucking cool, man. Appreciate the Thanos-esque bashing of DC. I know the Wim is not going to be happy with that <laughs> at all. So, uh, Wim, we're expecting a rebuttal right back at Neil. We're oh, gonna we're going to get a war. battle?
4: Are we going to get oh, a battle. straight get like voicemail Vicky battle going on? Tupac. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'll be dope. Dude.
2: But thank you, Neil. We talked about the Infinity War trailer last week. It was amazing, and we cannot wait for it to come out. Who do you, I? Interesting that you think Loki is going to be gone. I don't think Loki's dying. Do you guys think Loki's dying? No, I don't. No, you don't. Uh, what, what do you think? Like, I because that's a huge character to just throw out there mm-hmm.
5: and kill. Yeah, huh?
4: but the position that he's seen in in the trailer with the Black Order and Thanos over him. Yeah. Uh, it, might be it would it answer. wouldn't be a shock to me. I mean, it'll still be a big loss, but then again, Loki's a villain. Like we have to remember he's he may not fully be turned have turned the corner and he's a villain. And he's actually the only villain I think that has stayed alive. Yeah, yeah. All the other ones have been He's managed eliminated. to stay alive after out yeah, all true. the movies and all the different um villain incarnations and villains that we've gotten. Loki's managed to slither around and uh, maybe it's time he finally gets his due
2: Hmm. okay here's the thing let's do it right here right now let's do a prediction of who is going to die out of all these characters which character is going to be killed off i'm going to say hawkeye see see but for me
3: that one's a bit too easy although it would suck it's not that it's not that it's not that big for you Yeah, it's not that detrimental or crushing to me yeah it would, okay. it would be the same thing with Black Widow. That would really suck, but it would be she's not very super. So it has to be somebody that is that'll bring everyone to their knees and just say no, no, okay. not not that person. Please, not that person.
4: And who who would that be?
3: I don't know. Yeah, give me a give me a prediction. You right, you got to
4: do it. Yeah, you got to make
2: Eric. I'm asking you too. By the way, go
0: ahead. I would Tony. I
3: would
2: Tony Stark. Stark. Eric Holy
4: just shit. said Tony Stark. Holy yeah. shit! They yeah. kill off Iron Man. Holy hell! That that would be that would be my pick. Now the only reason why I will rebut your Thor. You said Thor. I did. You said Thor's gonna die. Yeah. The only Holy reason shit. I will re- throw your Thor off the table is because Thor is an Asgardian, which he, as far as cosmic races go, because they're not, we're not using the religion based or the mythology. We're using mm-hmm. them as a cosmic race. He's one of the most powerful people in the whole galaxy. Yeah, absolutely. So for Thanos. He can stand toe-to-toe with Thanos. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Thanos could actually outright kill him. He's going to find a way. I think they'll Vision's find Vision's going to die, I think. Well, no, Vision... I think they'll find a way to keep him alive. Yeah, That's no why really? Shuri, that's why they may oh, go Shuri, to Wakanda. Okay. Shuri is a master with the vibranium. They're going to kill Black Panther off because it, it didn't make any money.
3: <laughs> that gets in the way of the sequel. Yeah. See, but going back to what Struthers said about uh, Iron Man dying, he's just like Spider Man is the face of Marvel comics. Yeah. The actual the comics. comic comics. Iron Man and Tony Stark, uh, you know, uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr., he's the face of the MCU. He's not gonna die. He can't be recasted. In some way or another, he's gonna have to exist from here on. Because people see, you think of the MCU, you think of Iron Man. He's he's leader of the Avengers. He's putting together the Avengers. He's he's it. He is Marvel's cinematic universe, just like Spider-Man is D, uh, Marvel Comics. Yeah, he's a symbol.
4: Yes. But that's all the more reason to knock him off. That's...
3: that's you want I, this think, thing. Well,
4: I think you what
2: Boo will, is saying, done, from the next phase, you're going to have to have some characters that people are clamoring to see. See, look, Spider-Man is Marvel Comics' biggest character
3: ever. Still to this day, yes. the biggest one. Right, you put him in a movie. You had to put Tony Stark in it to get the people to
4: see it, huh? Or but is it, Or it. was it the fact that it was back home in Marvel, Disney Marvel? Well, that's what that cinema. Was, that's
2: what it was. It was, hey, look, yeah. look who who we're bringing back to the fold, and hey,
3: he's but, an Avenger
2: too. Yes. yes, but he
3: was not big enough on his own to hold his own movie, and they had to put well, Tony Stark in there uh, to get people put their ass. That in. was because
4: it was a Sony movie.
2: It doesn't matter. That's what I'm
3: saying. No, that was because it was a Sony movie. I don't think so, boo, because
2: the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man still killed it financially. Mm. Yeah, but... but compared, and they didn't need any help.
3: Compared to the, to the Sony numbers, compared to Disney numbers. Oh, well, yeah, because
4: it's, that's right. Disney, yes.
3: Disney knows what they want and how much they right, want to make, right, right. and they, they and they have a, a quota. They must have a quota of, this is successful to us, and this is not. To Sony numbers, that's chump change to them. So they know they knew that they needed to make Money and they knew they they what they needed to put in there to do it, and that's mm. what they did. Uh,
2: that's my reasoning. That's your reasoning. Yeah,
3: yeah. We'll.
0: we'll
2: I, I think it was just a goodwill effort to say, mm. "Hey, guys, he's in this." They don't. They didn't. They didn't need Tony Stark to they make money not. off Spider Man. I think they did. Look, you know why? Because out of when we saw the Avengers, right when we saw when we saw Civil, Civil War, yeah, War, who was the star out of the Civil War? There were two. There yeah. were two. Who, who were two. was everybody talking about? Yeah, it was Spider Man. Yeah. I mean, everybody was talking about it. And when Spider-Man came on scene, everybody shit themselves. Oh, my yeah. God. He's mm-hmm. in the mix.
4: He Technically, he there were three made, guys in that that he stole the still show him, yeah. in a way. Because Ant-Man did his oh, thing, too. Yeah, Ant-Man And too. Black Panther was incredible. And, and Panther Pan- was Black incredible.
2: Panther was and, and Spider-Man but were But for sure,
4: the, yeah, the biggest impressions. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm saying the more impact, the lasting impact. And I'm going to leave you with this. If they go the route of Tony Stark and who he really is, he may have already made an, an AI of himself ah, to be that. around, to manifest whenever it needs to within Vicky or whatever his his AI is. So if he is killed off, he's not really killed off. This may, paves the way for appearances that may not need to have, be a more uh, rigorous as far as Robert Downey Jr.'s concerned. This just might work out. This may also work out in paving the way like we have with our our last guest, Simon, last week, where he said, should Shuri be the new Iron Man, but it just might help to bake Riri Williams or whoever else, or just have it not even there anymore and just keep that technical aspect of Tony Stark as an AI all of a sudden.
2: Interesting. That's hmm. a good
4: take. See, see, Eric,
2: you say two words. It spawns mm-hmm. a 15-minute conversation there you go. about comics. <laughs> That's about what, comics. what I do, man. That's what you do. <laughs> you sit back in the weeds, you hang low, and then you just boom. Yep. Bides his time. Yeah. Well, thank you, Neil, for that. That was a good question. Yeah, it was a great question. Great, great little discussion we just had. Speaking again of comic book films, it looks like Spike Lee wants to get into the mix of comic book movies. Really? Yeah. Variety reports it looks like Spike Lee is in early developments and early talks to create and direct a film that has to do with the Night Watch. Hmm. Night Watch was first introduced in 1983. As the alter ego of African American scientist Dr. Kevin Trench, who witnessed a costume man die battling terrorists while armed with invisibility generating cloaking devices.
5: Oh, that's
4: right. And then he, he takes it and en- enhances it with his own knowledge. That's right. To, become, to carry on the mantle of that hero. He
2: went on to steal the futuristic suit of armor to discover the, the origins of, of his alternate self. The superhero teamed up with Spider Man, Captain America, and Deathlock, among other comic book heroes. Yeah, so Spike Lee's trying to jump in the game.
4: Hmm. He hasn't made any good movies in a while. But everybody should be trying to jump in the game, which kind of makes me slightly angry at Spike Lee, because why didn't he try to bring Black Panther to life when he was doing Spike Lee joint? Maybe he tried. Major, you know, when he was running shit for a while. Ooh, maybe he tried. Who knows? You uh, never know. Ugh. I mean, I'm not upset, but it just makes me, it just raises the question for me personally. Gotcha. Why not? Everybody's going to be in on it. Spike Lee better jump back in the game, get his name back out there. That's right. Yeah, that'd be a hell of a way to
3: get his name back in there, too. Yeah, he has
4: to make a good movie. That's, no, no, but that's what I'm saying. But He's still, you're
2: visually right. Movie. You right yeah. Visually, the character looks like Spawn.
4: Yes. Like, I almost Which, and, a, and I think people are clamoring for another Spawn movie. There, There's, a, there's at least a fan fever for it, yeah. for sure. I'm sure it'll happen.
2: All right. There's your comic book movies, guys. Okay. Let's dive in to the world of zombies. (laughs) The zombie-filled streets of Atlanta, Georgia. The Walking Dead. All right. So we promised that we talk a little Walking Dead. Since they got back, we really haven't talked about the episodes other than the one that well, we're gonna spoil things. If you don't want to be spoiled, please.
3: The one that, brought, the one that uh, was it started the second half of the
2: season, yeah. right? And uh, Carl. coral. We're gonna spoil things. So on three, one, two, three. Coral is gone. And let's talk about some of the episode, mm-hmm. the two episodes that we haven't covered. Kind of liking the episodes so far. Yeah, they're pretty
3: good. They're they they are an improvement. There there's some there's some dips in them. I kind of don't like the whole separate people thing. Where it's like uh, Rick, and then it's you know Michonne, and then it's a the Negan portion. Yeah. That break in. I'm like, you don't yeah, need I don't to like do that. that or, you don't need to put their fucking names. I know who they are. I know what you're trying to do. You're centering on this character for right now. I get it. You don't need to tell me this is who this is going to be about. I, I 100% agree, boo. Yeah. But the centering that they're doing is good because it's on the right people. Like I don't give a fuck <laughs> about anybody else. Those are the right people that I want this show centered on.
4: Yeah. Right. I, I do think they've stepped up. I once again I will say mid season breaks r- slow things down so much, just bog things down. Uh what I do like what actually what I don't like, I didn't like this whole Gabriel thing. The yeah, father fuck the fuck Gabriel, him. the arc Gabriel and the, and the
2: dude. You knew that was gonna happen too. Yeah, we knew, but it was just <sighs> Right when right when you find out that Carl's the guy that Carl saved,
4: the Middle Eastern dude. Has medical
2: experience. Has medical experience. Yeah, doctor. you know yeah. that dude's gone.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was just uh, okay. We're we're struggling. The doctor doesn't know how to read a map. <laughs> Am I wrong here? No, but but that doctor has been a, a not a bumbling
3: idiot, but he's he's been useless. Besides being a doctor, that's it.
4: Yeah, but you're a doctor. Nah. Uh, it it implies a certain amount of intelligence. You would hope that comes with being a doctor. Who. We know doctors and people with doctorates. There is a certain level of arrogance because of their level of intelligence <laughs> in this dimwit. This is what happens when Google Maps and Waze takes over the world. That's okay? pretty much people it. You are correct. Yeah, that places. must have been it. There's
2: no Thomas he... guy any people anymore. How dude? the
4: hell are you handing a dude who has limited sight a map and saying, you don't know where we're going? Yeah, that's... God yeah. will take us there. And I'm like, okay, nothing against the religious thing and him being a believer. He is a preacher. First and foremost, so that's understood. But you're a, go- a doctor, a man of science. You should be going. Give me the damn map. I'll get us the fuck out of here. I w- he was just at Hilltop. Ha! Huh. They took him from Hilltop. Like, uh, yeah that that made me upset. Uh, the terror thing, I guess. If it, I think it would have been better if it was coming from someone else. If Rosita was like, "Let's kill Dwight," or if every time Daryl looked up, he's like, "I'm gonna grease your ass." <laughs> That's that'd be cool but yeah you're right Tara doing it it just she's not I don't think she's done anything in this whole time she's been on the show to make me think that she has a badass bone in her body
2: No and and she like tries too hard like she tries way too hard to be this badass chick
4: uh, it just doesn't
2: come That's off That's Rosita's job Yeah Rosita I get she's okay you know she's not growing on me but if you want to keep her alive whatever keep her alive but there's no room anymore on the show for Tara. It's enough. She doesn't die this year. I'm not watching the show anymore.
4: Damn. Just kidding. <laughs> no. And then um, I think they're doing the cliche thing, but I do want to see Negan get a hold of Simon and take care of Simon.
2: Yes. Yeah, Simon's going. It's You, yeah. you can tell. He's like gone. They're, yeah. they're making it where he's gone. Because
4: he's doing the, so Tara's doing her like we need to kill Dwight thing. And then Simon's doing the whole, no, we need to just go hunt these people down and just go balls out. Eliminate. yeah, Eliminate everything. And, they're starting to be rebellious and insubordinate. Yes, in they are.
2: Way. And once Negan finds out that Simon fucking lied, and, and he will find out, that's the beginning
3: of the end for Negan and that uh, the group of Saviors. Once they have internal issues, that's where that's where things begin to crumble. Yes, yeah, yeah because exactly. it's not it's it'll be no more of we are Negan or I am Negan. It is it's, who the fuck's Negan? B- bingo, exactly.
4: Yeah, and then there's a reason Negan needed the the trash people alive. He needs Mm. the numbers. Exactly. He needs the bodies to do something. And Simon just went and wiped out reinforcements. Forget that if it was for either side, he just went out and wiped out. He basically cut his own team's foot off completely. Mm -hmm. Just out of uh, spite and anger.
2: Cut his nose, spite his face. What did you think about the meat grinder? Meat grinder. Ah, So good. So good. Gross and disgusting, but it was awesome. Loved it, was, it. It was pretty good. That's right. You said you loved it like mm-hmm. a couple episodes ago.
4: It was fantastic. That was some tomato sauce there too. Oh man, Sorry y'all, you people eating pasta right now.
3: Some ragu coming out of the container. Yeah, some yeah, meat yeah. sauce, yeah. Yeah.
4: Some tomato paste. Okay. And then jada has got her just desserts cuz she played both sides. And now she's lost everything. I kind of wanted Rick and Michonne to save her, but then I was when yep. they walked away, they're like, "Nah, we're good. We don't need you. You're yeah. you're she's what we done. did need was all the people you had." What's one person going to do?
3: And the person that you do not want. The last person you wanted. Yeah. A traitor. And that, no.
2: Yeah. I mean, Sean wanted to go back, actually. Remember? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Shit's supposed to hit the fan in the next coming up episode. So by the time you listen to this episode, shit's probably hit the fan.
4: Oh, yeah. They've probably gotten <laughs> face-to-face.
2: <laughs> or the, the, the show has taken a downfall.
4: And then we need to bring up that <laughs> Morgan. filler episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Morgan actually turned... Kind of switched back to, which was good because yes. that little boy was like, "On the road, I'm I'm here to kill whoever." Now we're here, and all these guys are here. Which one of you killed my brother? Who killed the brother? It was the guy, the rat face, the long haired dude, the long haired dude. Yeah, oh, he's a shit guy. That's right. Yes. exactly. He's a yeah. shit guy. and Cause he shot, he shot Ben. Yes. Okay. So he's like, okay, I'm gonna shoot. He like he was talking, and he just boom and shoots him. Right. 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 Remember. Yeah, he shot him. But then Morgan goes, "You killed him already. You got it was Gavin. You got him." So that throws the kid off the path. Hopefully, settles him down. And he's got his vengeance.
2: And we're going to get a crossover and episode in, on April fifteenth. That's and right. I think Morgan, and Morgan is on his way out the door. The yeah. And there's going to be another character. I heard also that might be crossing over hmm. from Walking
4: Dead to Fear, or from Fear
2: back. Walking into Fear, I believe. Tara. Ugh. Good get her on that fucking show. She doesn't need to be on this show. All right. That was your Walking Dead talk, guys. Stay tuned for some more Walking Dead chit-chat over the next couple episodes. We'll get into it as the show gets even more intense. We will ramp up our intensity. <laughs> Eric, I have one last thing before we end this podcast, this short little mini pod. What's up, my man? Oh, this is we're going to talk about music for a second. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, KTSL, the syphilis, brings you Mr. Eric Struthers in his new segment, Strumming with Struthers. I want to get your opinion on one of the greatest bands, I think, in the history of rock and roll. One of the bands that I think started the whole movement of rock and roll. um, Hard rock, I would say. Even though, to its core, it's a blues band. Led Zeppelin. Where's Led, uh-huh. Ze- where's Led Zeppelin in your, not ranking, but what what was your opinion about about Zeppelin?
1: I love Zeppelin. Uh, I think that Jimmy Page. It's kind of funny, you know. People think of him as being known as a like a groundbreaking guitar player from a standpoint of like you listen to the solo in Heartbreaker and you'll hear a lot of you know modern day. Well, when I say modern day, I'm talking about guys who came up in the like the mid 90s, but still have these careers as like top shelf shredder guitar players like Steve Vai, where they they talk about hearing that solo for the first time and it just like blowing their heads off. What Jimmy Page, you know, the technique wise, he was okay, but compared to what guys do now is really pretty sloppy. But his thing was his writing. He's a genius. He would take chances that and do things that nobody else would do. And he was just constantly experimenting with stuff. And, you know, he was kind of the pioneer of that huge wall of sound. And that sort of experimentation and that sort of, uh, I don't know, trailblazing sonic landscape really led, lent itself towards like their crazy Lord of the Rings imagery and the stuff they were coming up with.
2: Not only that, uh, Lord of the Rings lyrics, Mm -hmm.
0: right? Just in the darkest depths of Mordor. at the evil wall crept up and slipped away with her, 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 her,
1: her, her yeah. and so you've got this band who developed some of the most iconic riffs you're ever gonna hear, and it was one of those bands where, even though you have these individuals who were huge deals at what they did, you know you've got Jimmy Page. Great guitar player, great composer, great musical director. And, you know, Robert Plant, crazy, crazy vocalist. Right. You crazy. know, as far as his range and stuff goes. The greatest, front, and the
2: greatest front man probably of any band in history, right?
1: I would have to say so, yeah. Or at least he set the tone for what all others are, are measured against. Yeah, trying to be, yeah. You know? right. And so, and then you take... Um, you know, John Paul Jones and, and, uh, Oh, come on, Eric. Uh, Bonham. Yeah. John Bonham. Bonham. You take them and somehow they're still greater than the sum of their parts. When you put them all together, like the math, you you should already have this monster thing, but somehow when they're together, it's just this magic. So I think Zeppelin kills, man.
2: I mean, pound for pound album for album. They they didn't put a lot of albums out. Well, I think I think five in total, if you mm-hmm. count Coda, right? I think, if I'm not mistaken. Just amazing, amazing stuff. I had the honor, I would say honor, not to see Zeppelin. That was before my time. <laughs> but I got to see Jimmy Plage and Robert Plant when they toured together, when they had an <sighs> album together. And they did about 13 Zeppelin songs. And I had a really close ticket and I didn't appreciate it as much as I should have. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I could go back and remember everything or, or visually remember everything. But I remember walking out and going, Oh my God, that's the closest this up one I'll ever get. And it was pretty amazing. And that was in the late nineties, I think, or mid nineties. Do you remember that album? Yeah. Yeah. They,
1: yeah. They it toured It, with it was when you think about like some of their stuff. And of course for me, I measure a lot of this off of guitar playing and this is because it's what I do, you know? But listen to a whole lot of love. There's just like little tiny subtle things in there that, <laughs> that you might not pick up on. But if you've ever heard a guitar player play a whole lot of love, just like, you know, it's just some rando playing it. There's a good chance it doesn't sound like how it sounded <laughs> right. on the record. And you're like, something's weird about that. Just the main rep. Well, it's because he, <laughs> it's, it's a lot of guitar nerdery, but. Um, I'll I'll just pull a guitar out and play it for you sometime. <laughs> but he <laughs> yeah, plays a terrible yeah. note. He plays a note and then plays that same note on an open string and bends the fretted note slightly sharp to make like this. I don't know, like this oscillation sounds really cool. <laughs> then like listen to that crazy bridge they did and the and then the guitar solo that it, it, it just kills it.
0: I had this record at home of uh, a guitar that had a lot of sustain on it and I, and I, and I, I got him to come round and have a listen to it I said can you get that and he went away and came back with this phenomenal thing the distortion pedal which overloads the signal overdrive the sound and make it sound pretty rude
1: I remember being a kid and hearing that for the first time and yes it was long it was recorded long before i heard it uh, all jokes just go to hell but dude it's so good it's so good and then take like like the song black dog where the it sounds like it, that's a actually a hard song for a cover band to do well because the drums keep plowing ahead like it's in four four even though the riff flips over when it's Oh my god, it's like nobody can ever make it land, right? It's but oh so cool. Eric, how tough is Stairway to Heaven? Not very.
2: Yeah, I've heard uh, I've heard people
1: say that. It's not one of the hardest uh, songs to no, play. Hmm. no, but from a composition standpoint, some of their best work. Yeah. The the chord progression, you know, there's been cases made that they stole it. That's one of those chord progressions that just sort of naturally happens. It's okay. because it's this it's well, it's like this chromatically descending thing that's it shows up in all kinds of music. So as a matter of fact, this like gospel song that somebody picked for us to do at Easter. I'm sitting down okay. listening to that and I'm listening to the chords and I was like, oh, no, I wish I hadn't heard this because it's almost it's almost like uh, at this moment by Billy Vera.
0: What? did you think I would do oh, and I'm like yeah. oh
1: god now I'm gonna be thinking about that the whole damn time playing it because that's little, little dude that song rules but the dude the, 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 that style of chord progression where you know the low note in it is just a half step below the one before it it just that's it just happens and so it's not surprising that tons of people have ended up with songs that have that that kind of thing right but for them, it's the, it's the, the movements of the song, you know, each section that you can think of. And then the guitar solo in that is, is very well put together. And for all you guitar nerds out there, man, <laughs> it's, it's like he's playing an A pentatonic minor, but then he throws in an F, which is just like really cool.
0: What the heck are you talking about?
2: It's just, it's, it's just cool it's, hearing you say those things.
1: Yeah. It's it's neat. It's just cool. It's what makes it I don't know. It's just neat. Great. And that has been
2: the music moment with Eric Struthers. <laughs> we'll, t- we'll 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 come back to that time to time. Podcast to podcast. Thanks Eric. Happy
1: happy to share my thoughts on the zap, man. <sighs> yeah.
2: I love I love talking music even though I don't know what the fuck you're talking about <laughs> half the time. But I still love listening to your opinion. Bands that I love. And Zeppelin to me still holds up. And that's the most important thing. They still are fresh. And mm-hmm. as you put on a Zeppelin song, Achilles' Last Stand. Oh. They're they're my uh, Desert Island band. They are. Zeppelin? Mm-hmm. They started it all. Mm-hmm. And if you listen to Ozzy talk about Sabbath, he said, too, when I heard Zeppelin, I was like, holy shit. That was it for me I him, can make yeah. music like that? Mm-hmm. Thanks, Eric. That was fun.
1: No, no problem,
2: man.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: All right, guys. I think that does it for this episode. And you know it's going to be a little short episode, but... We wanted to get something out there while we are gone on vacation, kind of like a spring break vacation. So I hope everybody's enjoying their Easter Sunday and their vacation. Hopefully you got vacation. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Hope everybody is having a wonderful, safe holiday. And we will catch you next week on episode number 87 of The Sith List.